Now, we all know about the atrocities caused by Nazi Germany during World War II, but very little light is shed on the devastation caused by imperialist Japan at the time, specifically against the people of the Filipino Isles. During the height of the war, women under Japanese control in the Pacific experienced ultimate vulnerability. Girls and young women, which were rarely differentiated from each other, were killed or captured and turned into, quote, comfort women. Now, we're not talking about brothels or sex work. These comfort women were taken to comfort homes where they were kept as sex slaves for Japanese soldiers. So they were actually serial rape houses, sanctioned by the Japanese military. Rape, abduction, mutilation, executions, these were all daily threats. So much so that everyday tasks like fetching water or picking up groceries became too dangerous to do alone. This is what caused one school teacher to rise up and become one of the only female guerrilla captains in her area. I'm your host, Michael, and this is Strange and Unexplained. When local school teacher Nieves Fernandez heard about the Japanese atrocities headed her way, threatening the lives of her students, she took action. But first, let's lay a little history here to set the scene. The Japanese invasion of the Philippines started less than a day after the attacks on Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. Just eight hours later, the American aircraft stationed in the Philippines were greatly damaged, and the infamous General MacArthur was forced to retreat to Australia, leaving behind 76,000 starving American and Filipino defenders. Now completely defenseless, the unit was forced to surrender, opening themselves up to things like torture, murder, and probably the most infamous, the Bataan Death March, which led to the death of nearly 10,000 Filipino and American people. Japan occupied the Philippines for over three years and probably would have gone longer if it were not for the effectiveness of the guerrilla campaigns. These units were able to maintain control of 60% of the islands, despite being outnumbered and ill-equipped. Nieves Fernandez served as a Filipino guerrilla leader to the Tacloban community on the island of Leyte during the invasion of imperialist Japan. Much of the Filipino resistance relied heavily on homemade weapons for defense, like the Paltic, which was a homemade shotgun made out of gas pipes, or things like bolos, which are long machete-like knives used for cutting through vegetation. Homemade grenades were also used. They were made using gunpowder and old nails. The militia pilfered what they could from any fallen Japanese soldiers, but Fernandez and her unit favored the bolo for its stealth. Their mission was to quietly take out as many of the soldiers as they could. They did this using sneak attacks or ambushing small units, or even attacking them while they slept. Death came quickly to those dispatched. Fernandez's technique was to dress in all black and sneak out at night. Using a bolo, she cut the carotid artery and internal jugular that leads to the brain. This causes the victim to pass out and then bleed to death unless immediate medical intervention is available, which it rarely was. The knife would enter behind the ear and below the chin. It would be then thrusted upwards. This motion would cause the knife to enter the base of the brain and thus cause instant unconsciousness. It is painful, but happens so quickly, you pass out before you realize what's happening. The action also somehow causes the victim to suck in air and thus makes it impossible for them to scream. So the only sounds of a struggle one would hear is the few seconds of physical resistance, which again was prevented through sneak 
and ambush attacks. Fernandez became so successful, she was able to rally a unit of local men, about 110 strong, to help fight back. She trained them and helped them master the technique of stealth in the process. They are credited for eliminating over 200 Japanese soldiers and preventing countless attacks, rapes, and murders of girls in the area. In fact, the Japanese unit stationed in Tacloban offered a reward for her head. They put a bounty on Fernandez, offering 10,000 pesos for her death or capture. However, the bounty went unclaimed, as no one was ever able to stop or capture her. In fact, with all the fighting she did, she was only injured once when a bullet struck her in the right arm. She wore the scar proudly all the way into her old age, dying in her early 90s, surrounded by family and leaving behind a badass legacy. Now, as far as the Japanese occupation of the Philippines, General MacArthur did return in 44, and by then was well-informed and well-prepared, since he knew the return would not be easy. The Japanese Imperial General decided to make the Philippines their last line of defense in hopes of stopping the American advance on Japan. Every available soldier, airplane, and naval vessel were sent to the islands. The Kamikaze Corps were created specifically to defend their occupation of the Philippines. The Battle of Leyte Gulf was the biggest naval battle of World War II, and it ended in disaster for the Japanese. The campaign to liberate the Philippines was said to be the bloodiest campaign of the Pacific War. According to U.S. analysis, after the war, it is estimated that U.S. casualties were around 10,380, with around 37,000 wounded. The Japanese death toll was around 255,000. But Filipino casualties were estimated to be around 527,000, consisting of 27,000 military deaths, 167,000 massacred or killed in war crimes, 22,000 forced labor deaths, and 336,000 deaths were famine-related. Thanks to disease and lack of basic needs, even after the war, the population of the Philippines continued to diminish for the next five years. This was a devastating change and a far cry from the lifestyle previously afforded to them. Prior to the war, it was the second wealthiest country in Asia, after Japan, of course. So essentially, without efforts like those of Nieves Fernandez and her unit of silent killers, the numbers would be even higher, and the outcome of the war may have been vastly different. All right, guys, there is the strange and Un, untold enough at least yeah. <laughs> story of captain fernandez miss mm -hmm. fernandez great case babe was this a suggestion uh do you remember did somebody uh, i don't think so i think i, don't I think just so kind of ran across it and was like damn this is cool i yeah. never and and there's so much about i talked about this the other day with you that like there's so much about World War II that we don't really know. Seriously. Like I mean, in, it's a massive topic, a massive yes. war. So much was going on at the same time. Yes. And so much is like just focused on Nazis and, Absolutely. you know, and the Jewish, which I'm not, I'm not trying to diminish the importance of right. that. I'm just saying there was just a whole shit ton of this yeah. stuff we didn't learn about. And, 
and being that my family's from Japan, yeah, I'm like, holy shit! How did we not? How did I never hear of this woman? I know, you know. So, I mean, it, a lot it was of people have to learn, though. No, a lot of people haven't. I mean, Mm-mm. but her reign was probably a short period of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, it was the three, this. four years from where Mith- mm-hmm. MacArthur left, and then Japan right. surrendered in forty-five. Right. So, so I mean, and then when you live to be ninety, you know. Yeah, she you, was ninety-one. That's she incredible. Died in ninety-seven, I think. God. Yeah. Would have been amazing to get like an interview with her, huh? Right. I don't think her story blew up until after her death. Of course. And then I told you there's only one photo, like as far as records of her, there's only one photo from the entire time. We got that photo in the sources? Yeah, something's linked to it. Okay. Several of them. Yeah, you guys check that out. Or you can Google Nieves Fernandez. Fernandez. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, spellings also in the description. (laughs) But yeah, guys, this is one of those history lessons that needed to get out there. It really did. I know, I think a lot of people get tired of hearing about World War II, myself mm-hmm. included. Yes. Uh, like I said, World War II is a massive topic. I mean, there are people who dedicate their entire careers just yeah. to World War II, mm-hmm. um, and they're still going. Yep. It's unreal. Right. <laughs> like, there's so much. It really is. <laughs> there really is so much to intake. But these these small stories, these little history lessons right here, these little gems are things that we like to highlight on Strange and Unexplained. And so, I'm glad. I'm glad you found it. Mm-hmm. I really am. <laughs> Um, so yeah, look forward to more, more little history lessons like this guys. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep on trucking. I'm sorry for the shorter episode. Unfortunately, there's not that much information out there on Miss Fernandez, unfortunately. Um, there should be. And now we've put out a little bit more, so (laughs) we're doing our part. So let's check in with Lauren. Let's see if he's doing his part (laughs) in this week's Lauren's Synopsis. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren's synopsis. Breaking down the case like. Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren's synopsis. Breaking down the case like. Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. It's time for Lauren. It's time for Lauren's synopsis. Breaking down the case like. Breaking down the case like cardboard boxes. What's up, people? Lauren here, here to give my thoughts on this week's Strange and Unexplained. Neves Fernandez, or shall I say Miss Fernandez, a school teacher in the Philippines that during the onset of World War II took matters into her own hands and became the commander of a guerrilla army and would, over the course of two and a half years, kill over 200 Japanese soldiers um, using the element of surprise oftentimes, using makeshift weapons, a bolo knife, uh, machetes, Uh, homemade shotguns, grenades, and would go on raids on her own in the middle of the night wearing a black cloak and strike upon uh, unsuspecting uh, Japanese soldiers and strike them in their jugulars. She trained a lot of the 110 um, other Filipino um, guerrilla soldiers in her tactics, which I don't know where she learned. I don't know how she learned these tactics. To me, she seemed like uh, just a very bright woman who... Uh, could pick up on things quickly. So maybe she picked up on uh, war tactics from other uh, Filipino soldiers and whatnot, and then trained others on these tactics. I get the vibe that she probably practiced a lot of these striking techniques behind the ear and in the jugular, probably on uh, dummies and whatnot, um, but just really uh, would ultimately liberate multiple villages within the Philippines and live out 
through the war, even though she had a, a hit put on her head for over 10,000 pesos, she still survived. I, th- I believe getting a gunshot wound at one point in the arm or leg, but ultimately lived until 90 years old. And what an incredible tale. What an incredible, incredible woman who really um, saved a lot of lives, clearly, and helped the war efforts and did not stand by and fall prey to this unfortunate circumstance. She fought like hell. And uh, just, uh, it was a really cool story to learn about. I had no idea. I'm glad Michael um, chose this case um, because, uh, man, this is, there should be a movie about this. I, I don't know how there's not. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed learning about it. She is awesome. And, uh, what a story. I hope you guys enjoyed my take on it. See you next week. All right, Lauren, thank you for that synopsis. As always, I enjoyed your take very much, very much. I'm glad you liked this case. I'm glad you liked this history lesson. I hope you did as well as a listener. Um, if you enjoy what we do here at True Crime Guys Productions, please check out patreon.com slash Guys. And for just five bucks a month, less than your freaking cup of coffee from Starbucks, you can get access to everything we make on this platform. And you can pay yearly if you like, and you get a 10% discount. And it comes up to, I think, $54 a year. And again, that's patreon.com slash Guys. Check it out right below the description of this episode. You get early access to the Sandu proper episodes. Instead of getting them on Mondays, you will be able to hear them on the Thursday before. And then your Monday content will be replaced with Strange Shorts with me and Andy. So you still get your Monday content. Uh, new True Crime Guys every single Wednesday. Um, what else we got? Just a banter on Fridays. We got uh, Five Minute Murder, which is also in video form on Saturdays, and we we just got so much going on, guys, on True Crime Guys. There is hundreds of files there for you to listen to, Patreon exclusives, all types. So, again, guys, if you can support us on Patreon, we appreciate that very much. If not, please leave a review, leave a rating. Um, Go check out the True Crime Guys YouTube channel, which is also linked below at the True Crime Guys link tree. Um, Go subscribe there. Go check out some of the videos. Um, me and Lauren do every true crime guys proper now with video and it's usually up at the latest the day after, uh, the podcast comes out on Wednesday. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also put up pictures and stuff of what we're talking about, diagrams, um, you know, pictures of cities or alleys or whatever we may be using to describe the crime. It's all there and it just adds to the visual experience a little bit of the podcast. All right. But I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you uh, sharing with your friends. I appreciate you following us on social media at SNU Podcast or at True Crime Guys. Either one, if you have a case suggestion, feel free to reach us out on reach out to us rather on either of those platforms. Okay? Or you can email us at True Crime Guys or uh, True Crime Guys at gmail.com or SNU Podcast at gmail.com as well. All right. Well, that's all I got for you today, folks. We'll see you next week with a new strange and unexplained case, all right? Until then, just keep being strange, and don't be strangers. See ya.
you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to check out all the other programs on the TCG network. Every Wednesday, a new episode of True Crime Guys proper, Strange and Unexplained on Mondays, and Full House Fantasy Football on Fridays to start your weekend. If those aren't enough, head on over to our Patreon account, where you can have access to hundreds of hours of content, including older episodes and other Patreon exclusives like Strange Shorts, Sandu Stories, Higher Thoughts, and the 5-Minute Murder Show. But until next time, guys, keep creeping. How do you you shut this thing off? Over? Over?